Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and as Derek W. informed me, it was Coy and Vance from the Dukes of Hazard. Coy and Vance are gone. Bo and Luke are back. We've got... Yeah. Sarah D. Young and Pastor DJ Lur are both back in the house. Yay. <laughs> All is right with the world. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knew who, uh, even I couldn't remember. I remembered Vance, but I didn't remember Coy. But Derek uh, sent me a message saying, hey, that's some Coy and Vance. That's some classic TV. Oh, I, terribly I, classic. I was not surprised one bit that Derek W. was able to give the correct. No, he's there for us. Canon of uh, <laughs> We almost need Dukes. him on like the hotline. Like, I got a question quick. Oh, yeah. Phone a friend. Like a red phone. <laughs> phone a Derek. <laughs> Red emergency yep, phone like, like that. Talking to the commander. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah, he bailed me out. I remembered Vance. I didn't remember Koi. But anyway, it's good to have you both back. It's good, it's to, good be to be back. back. Yeah. And we have somebody else here today. Hello. We've got... <laughs> <laughs> well, that was quick. <laughs> he wasn't waiting for I'm your here. introduction. No. This is no. His, the, rather than getting a little intro, it's just... Yeah, just right off and running. Go. Yeah, let's go. Yep, we got uh, Michael McClellan is joining us today, and and a lot of you may not know if you also watch our broadcasts on Sunday morning when you watch the modern worship service. We've got somebody in the back in a room running the sound for that broadcast. And avert your eyes from the man behind. The <laughs> yeah, more often than not, it is Michael, and uh, he is a very important part of our modern broadcast every Sunday morning. What what you hear if you're not in person, if you're not on site, um, Michael is the one mm-hmm. dictating and deciding in, in true... With uh, an iron fist. With an iron, <laughs> tyrannical fashion, yeah. uh, what it is wow, that you are, are hearing. what are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> Hold yeah. up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we, uh, uh, Michael was, was here today, and so we... Uh, he's, he's on. And so Michael, you were warned. I was warned. If you want to sit in the hot seat, if you want to sit in the hot seat. Well, I do a lot of radio stuff or podcasty stuff. Yeah. mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, one thing we do when we bring people on, sometimes we ask them to share their faith story with us. Oh yeah. So how I kind of got into faith. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, when I was a, when I was a kid, I think our parents, my parents, (laughs) Uh, we went to church, but um, we lived in Arizona at the time. So I was... Where in Arizona did you live? Uh, I want to say kind of like Lendo, Goodyear, around that area. Okay. Uh, Litchfield Park. Yeah. So like west west, uh, west of Phoenix, a suburb more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went there for... We lived there for about eight years or so, and then we moved up to New Prague, which is where my family lives now because of family and yeah. other stuff. Yep. And then um, I came up here uh, for school, but that's, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but in high school, we kind of just fell out of the church just because like we just did. I don't sure. know. And then uh, my uh, junior year of high school, sounds weird. And I'm audio <laughs> quality. See, that's I don't know the, if it's the headphones. That's the, that's a mistake of bringing on someone who's like a sound. I'm a uh, stickler with this. I don't uh, know. Engineer is. 
We're going to hear a lot of check, check, one, two, check. <laughs> I'm yeah. like moving my mic constantly. <laughs> yeah, just keep it, keep it closer mm-hmm. to your face and you'll be Oh, good. yeah. I know that. Uh, but my junior year of high school, we, we uh, had two foreign exchange students. And we, we did this kind of every other year or something like that where we uh, brought in a foreign exchange student uh, to our house uh, just because. Uh, like, we had two before them. Uh, first one kind of left their house just because they had, like, issues going on with their family and health and stuff. And then the second one that we had was probably – but the best one that's ever been through the organization. Sure. Uh, and then the following, or like two years after that, uh, the organization that we were with was like, hey, do you want to do two? It's like, well, we agreed to one, but sure. And uh, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one that we had originally thought of, you know, taking into our home, she basically backstabbed us oh. and uh, tried to throw us under the societal bus of the of the town for whatever reason. And, uh, uh, through that turmoil, uh, my dad, uh, went over to the church and, or was brought back into the church, uh, at my low in my town faith point, yep. uh, the Lutheran, uh, LCMC church. And Paul, Paul knows, Paul knows pastor Steve Dworth. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, and, uh, that's where it all kind of snowballed, and then I got roped into it because the uh, the worship leader at the time was my choir director, mm-hmm. and I would, and I just like got more involved into my senior year of high school. I was just being in there a lot more and a lot more. That I just basically grew into the church, and I was basically doing what I do now of like just helping out with the worship team, whether it be uh, doing the sound, helping out with the band, or doing the slides for that, or just yeah. So your 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 faith in Jesus uh, really came out of being invited into um, and encouraged and discipled, really, to be part of what happens at the church. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> I think so. And yeah. it came and it came about during a hard time, and yeah, I think that's kind of good in that mm-hmm. sense i don't know mm-hmm. well it's What's it's the, it's healing and, and oh yeah it and is. um there's 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 some things about the church that are are interesting um to me is that sometimes churches can be very closed where everything that happens in the church is only done by a few people mm-hmm. and it's it's not out of like spite usually that that mm-hmm. happens it's just that there's a few people that are willing to give and they're very good at, at what they do. And it's easier just to do it yourself right. than it is to to bring up others alongside you. But that's how discipleship happens, you know? Yep. I do, you watch. Mm-hmm. Then I do, uh, you help. Then you do, I help. And ultimately, you do, I watch. Mm-hmm. And it's what Jesus does with the disciples, with the three, the 12, and the 72. Um, it's what he calls us all to do. And that's how you that's how you grow the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that especially at, at a high school age, uh, your church was like, hey, come and be a part of this. Come and help with that. Mm-hmm. Hook them when they're young, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that's what you've been doing, Ryan, with the, um, the broadcast ministry here at Atonement. I mean, every week it's like the, it's like the kids are multiplying. I walk around with a shepherd's staff and use the hook end <laughs> to just grab just them. They come up. down South University. I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, it's it's great, and and um, 
you know, bringing the kids in, they, it's something that, I don't know, maybe for some of them, it's flashy right away, like, hey, that's cool. But then they come in, they get community, they, you know, they make friends. And next thing you know, they're, they're hearing a message, mm-hmm. whether they wanted to or not, <laughs> right. you know, and, and, uh, and that stuff is sticking. And, and you can tell. Yeah. And it's definitely a way to stick with the church. Mm-hmm. Um, doing the broadcast stuff, it gets you paying more attention to what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I, when I came here, I got to say this about Michael, Michael, um, uh, when I first got here, I thought was the entire broadcast team. Because every week there would be this this young college guy who could eat pop tarts and drink Mountain Dew and not gain a pound. Dr. God bless Pepper. you, brother. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, enjoy that metabolism while you got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, uh, who would be behind? Um, I think we had like a one or two camera setup at that time, that but it was Michael. Yeah, was it, was, it was. There was two up there. Two at the time. Okay. Two by the time that. Yeah. DJ got here. And you had a background with that too, Ryan. You were saying that basically the the, the whole family is yeah. a family business. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so when, when we got involved, that was really how we, I think I've told the story before. We started coming to atonement when Eli was in preschool and then Haley went through preschool here too. Um, but then when we became members, I reached out to Jarl, um, and just said, hey, you know, I, I like doing video stuff, and and I know that you've got that going on. And so he brought me back, and, yeah, pretty much it, it turned into the whole family. Like, I've got pictures somewhere of Eli when he's, like, seven or eight running the camera in the back. And and uh, we cool. would do, we yeah, we would do that every week um, because at the time we were burning DVDs and then taking them to Moorhead and Fargo Cable Access. Oh, wow. playing them on cable access. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that went on for, um, gosh, when did you start uh, doing what you did, Michael? Because well, it probably went on until close to that time. I want to, because it was about, it's about this, uh, or January 2018 that I started doing stuff here. So about right till then. Yeah, so, and, and we started probably in 2012 mm-hmm. doing, doing that. So, yeah, f- maybe five years we were doing that stuff. Oh. So yeah. how did how how did you end up here at Atonement, and, or I should say, how did you end up in the Fargo Moorhead area first, and then? Well, it, it was because of uni- uh, college. Um, another thing that's like I think like, in a way, wh- whether you believe in, and and then this is like a general thing, whether you believe in Jesus or not, I feel like there's like some sort of force within this universe that draws people to what kind of like fate or like draws people to, to be doing things or what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really, I wanted to do something in music, but I really wasn't sure what that was. Mm-hmm. And me and my dad went to this college fair in Minneapolis. And then we met with uh, like a lot of college places and talked about the programs and how great they were. And then we met with M- MSUM or Moorhead, Moorhead State or whatever, however you want to say it. And Back uh, in my day, it was Moorhead State. Now it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. I believe, Minnesota State University Moorhead. M-sum. is M-sum. <laughs> M-sum. Go Dragons. Uh, yeah, go Dragons. Uh, but we talked with one of the professors there, and he basically sat me down. It's like, all right, well, here's what you want to be looking into, and here's here's this and that. And, man, and he basically gave me, like, the stepping stones and the guided me in the right direction of what I should be looking for. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens, like, yeah, even though it would have He's like, yeah, MSU might not be the place for you, but here's what we got. 
And then I looked more into it, and it is what I wanted to be, get into. So that's when I came up here for college. And getting into the church, again, as I was talking about with my church at home, uh, the pastor there, uh, Pastor Steve, knew uh, Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, well, go, go there, because I know that guy. <laughs> and then uh, when I mentioned it to, to Paul, he's like, Oh, <laughs> and he still lets you in the doors. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too cool. It's funny. So, but yeah, we're no, we're glad that that you're here, Michael, and and you're here often, and we appreciate it because uh, there's a lot going on in that room back there when you're um, mixing sound, um, remembering to mute and unmute different things, and and just having an ear for that. Um, what sounds good and what doesn't sound good. And I don't have that ear. It's tough. Like I I would take people in the back, but like even with my training, like sometimes I can miss stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I will tell you one story about Michael that will stay with me forever because it was early on when we were broadcasting. And I think we just had the broadcast team in, in the church. It was kind of when COVID was heavy in the Fargo-Moorhead area. And I didn't know if um, I was live because I didn't have, anything showing me live on a, on a TV screen. Mm-hmm. And I look out the back and I see Michael coming running up the hallway <laughs> and he stops oh, and yeah. he stops in front of the mixing room and starts doing jumping jacks. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's right in the middle of like, I'm praying. It was live. Uh, yeah. I'm praying live. and I'm live and I'm thinking to myself, what is going on here? Yeah. But he didn't move. He didn't move beyond the mixing room. I found out later it had nothing to do with me. He just, you know, needed to do yeah, some jumping jacks. He, he, well, he just flowing. felt like, yep, get See, the blood See, I remember flow. that because what I was trying to do, I was trying to distract you. <laughs> I was. Well, you, I it, was purposely it, trying to distract you, but like you, a good distraction. <laughs> a good distraction. That's exactly what you want when you're up there, right? Exactly. <laughs> a good distraction. <laughs> I will warn you, my friend. You do that again, I'm going to call you in front of the camera. And introduce you to everybody. <laughs> so you got the audio version uh, here, and then you get the physical one. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So um, what are we talking about today? Well, oh, I, I, I don't know. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. You guys had the idea. So um, you brought up this idea to me. You saw something in um, the news somewhere talking about Jesus and, and like, political affiliation so oh yeah jesus is a socialist jesus is a socialist well he's also a republican he's a republican socialist and a libertarian and a libertarian anything else Uh, yeah capitalist okay oh yeah anything else yeah he's all those things you didn't know what else is he oh you didn't know is that like a part of the extended version of like a prayer somewhere like on the business card of Jesus. I don't know. Listed <laughs> out the whole print. thing. It's a scroll. Yeah, back in his time, it was like a whole slab <laughs> just listing what Jesus' affiliation is. Well, no, Jesus really is affiliated with all that. That makes more sense why each group is like, Jesus is on our side. Yeah, that. well, that's basically what it comes down to. If you go mm-hmm. online, you can find articles titled that. Jesus was a socialist. Jesus was a libertarian. Jesus was a Democrat. De- yeah. Jesus was a conservative. Jesus was a liberal. You can find all that stuff. And they all sort of lay out their, uh, you know, th- their cherry picked Bible verses to, to prove their, their, their side, their side. Yeah. Right. Air quotes. It seems like I, I, that's something about Jesus. Um, 
Was he a libertarian? This is what I really need to know. That's what you. Well, it's it's <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because depending on who's talking about libertarian, mm-hmm. uh, you could say libertarian means socialist. What? Yes, and and libertarian means conservative, and libertarian means democrat, and libertarian. So so I think we need to talk a little bit about those terms, um, but it's it's. It's not just in, in like political stuff. It's in everything that it seems like different groups want to claim Jesus for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard this morning coming here. Did you know that there's 33,000 Christian denominations? Really? 33,000. I think that means, I don't, I don't know if denominations is actually the proper term. It's probably there's 33,000 different Church associations like like LCMC, ELCA, LCMS. Right. We got fifteen Lutheran, you know, associations in the United States alone, but they're all Lutheran or claim to be Lutheran. Right. Then you have all the different sort of other de- right. denominate, yeah, yeah, denominations. You, usually, Catholic. it's like it's like you're not Lutheran enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you got a different group. But anyway, um, when talking about politics, it gets even more. Uh, tricky, probably because at least in the United States we are so polarized right now mm-hmm. politically. And you know what? We only have our own worldview from our own lifetime to be able to tell what things are like. And it seems to me in my lifetime, this is probably the most politically polarized this in my lifetime this country has ever been. Maybe it was very polarized during the Civil War. You know, I mean, we, we had a war going on. Mm-hmm. Um, against each other. But that's why you see things like in the news, Jesus was a socialist, Jesus was a libertarian, because it's also a little bit of clickbait to get it to pull up. But right. I, I want to talk a little bit about political theory and just you know, wrap our heads around this. So everyone uh, go ahead and close your eyes and take a nap. <laughs> well, <laughs> All be, right. be, before you say that, though, the, 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 it, is, it is clickbait, but if you read these things, uh, you could walk away going, well, he he was a socialist. Well, he was a libertarian. Let, let's start there then. Why don't you you share with us a little bit about like, do you have do you have something in front of you to to, uh, be, yes. to explain how how is Jesus? Okay, so let's see. I've got uh, Jesus Jesus Christ libertarian. This was written or published anyway, December twenty fifth of twenty ten by a fella named. Tom Mullen. I don't know who Tom wow, Mullen so it was, is. Wow, so it was a decade ago. Yeah, well, over over a decade, yeah. Um, so he opens with uh, John chapter 8, verses 3 through 11. Uh, then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They said this to test him. Uh, and so this is the story of, of the, the woman caught in adultery, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus goes on to say, um, uh, let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Um, and then the Pharisees all leave. Uh, so he goes on basically to say, uh, as we approach the new year with conservatism again ascendant in the political sphere, this story of Jesus' uncompromising libertarianism seems even more timely than stories of his birth, despite the approach of his celebrated birthday. Nowhere does Jesus admonish social conservatives more harshly. 
This is an important distinction here. By social conservative, I do not mean anyone who disproves of certain human behavior. The freedom to follow the dictates of one's conscience was the first inalienable right recognized by the founders of our nation. If one truly believes that, you know, it, it, it goes on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, he lays out his uh, thoughts that uh, Jesus was libertarian because he allowed people to just be free and do what they wanted. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so that... That and, is and, and, interesting. And, and, and he does go on to say uh, that um, uh, Jesus did not uh, uh, advocate for things being taken by the sword. Sure. So I was wondering where the free market capitalism was going to swing on in there. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was the social libertarian uh, uh, take, take that this author was writing, right? Yep. So... Uh, I think this is important to understand. Uh, what is a libertarian, first of all? Um, in the United States, libertarianism has a different meaning than it does in Europe. Where libertarianism started is, is it, it's better known as classical liberalism. Mm-hmm. Or uh, and liberalism takes as its key word the word liberty or freedom, right? Mm-hmm. Maximum freedom for the individual. Our country, the United States of America, started as a liberal state, mm-hmm. which today would be libertarian mm-hmm. because liberal has taken on a different meaning as well. That, that means um, left of center. It, it's, it's come to be associated with progress, progressivism, which is closer to socialism, which we can mm-hmm. talk about too. Um, but libertarianism really is, is the... The worldview, as far as politics and government is concerned, that the individual, by um, natural law, should um, be able to exercise their maximum liberty Mm -hmm. with minimum government protections of those liberties. It's not that the government gives those liberties. Right. It's that the entire purpose of, and this goes back to a guy named John Locke, that, that governments are only legitimate if they rule, the rulers are there by um, uh, public consent mm-hmm. the, the, by individual people. And in our country, the United States founded as a, as a Republic, um, a democratic Republic or a constitutional Republic. That's how we started. Mm-hmm. Um, that, the entire purpose of the government is to protect the liberties of the individual over and against the collective. Right. They were there to ensure your rights, not take them away. Exactly. And yeah. so if you read like um, the, the, the Bill of Rights, um, they're all, they speak almost like the Ten Commandments. They have a, they're negative. Like, mm-hmm. like the Ten Commandments, uh, why, why, it says you shall not do this. Why doesn't it say what you should do? Right. Well, because... It's, it's limiting evil. Mm-hmm. It's not um, advocating a limit to how you can express goodness or, or love. I mean, Paul talks about that, that there's no law against love, mm-hmm. right? There's a, a million different ways to express it, but there are laws limiting evil. And so the Bill of Rights limit 
what the government can do to you mm -hmm. rather than saying what the government is supposed to do for you. Right. And that's a completely different way of looking at what the purpose of government is. Um, when you get into other political systems like socialism or, uh, you know, socialism really is kind of an umbrella term that includes social democracies and it includes communism. It includes fascism, mm -hmm. which also gets confusing because in America, uh, when, when the different sides of the political spectrum begin arguing, uh, those on the left call those on the right fascists and those on the right call those on the left communists. Mm -hmm. That is not how the American um, political spectrum actually is or works. Mm -hmm. Both fascism and communism are to the left of the center of of the, uh, the political spectrum in the United States. And the political spectrum in the United States basically starts with you have anarchy on the far right and you have tyranny on the far left. It's only in Europe that the, the center point is social democracy or socialism, and to the left of that is communism, and to the right of that is fascism. Mm -hmm. But in the United States, communism, fascism, they're all part of a socialist structure, not a um, republic structure, mm -hmm. um, which is, or, or a democratic structure which has anarchy on one side where there's complete lawlessness and tyranny on the other. And what the founders recognized and, and understood is that the colonies had a right to be self-governed because they saw the, uh, excuse me, the monarchy of England had become a tyranny. Mm-hmm. And John Locke taught, and John, this is where they get, they're getting their ideas, and he was liber, classic liberal, libertarianism, is that if a government becomes tyrannical, the people necessarily have the authority to overturn it. Mm -hmm. Because the entire purpose of government is not to rule over the people, but to protect and enshrine the rights of the individuals. Mm -hmm. Of the people. So when you read our constitution, when you read the Declaration of Independence, that's the starting point. So where does that fall in this political spectrum between anarchy and tyranny? It falls just a little bit further left than anarchy. Mm -hmm. That's our federalist system of government where we have not one government, but actually two governments that oversee our lives, our state government and the federal government. Mm -hmm. And there's... Our, our last 200, 300 years of the American experiment has been how do we maximize individual liberty but also assure um, security? And there's always this move on the spectrum and the Democrats and the Republicans run back and forth on it. Mm -hmm. What does not fit and what is antithetical to the American experiment is um, true socialism. Mm -hmm. Because socialism teaches that... Um, it's an economic and political system that, that basically argues that the um, it's a rejection of capitalism. Right. The idea that you individually um, will receive the benefits of the means of production. Of the whole. Of, uh, of, of your own individual progress and work and that you have the right to purchase property and mm -hmm. develop and so on. Socialism starts with the position to say that um, the means of production 
should be held collectively by all people. That, yeah, that's what I that's what I meant a second ago of the whole. Of yeah, the whole, right. and and so um, uh, the, the popper, popular term is like li- liber- liberalism or mm-hmm. libertarianism, as mm-hmm. we would call it today, would say maximum liberty, minimum government. Right. Socialism would reject that and would say um, from those who can for those who cannot, right. or or uh, from each according to their ability to each according to their need. So Jesus was a socialist then. Well, it's interesting that you say that because. As an idea, uh, socialism sounds great. In fact, I would go so far as to say, and, and our experience of communism in the United States has to do with uh, dictatorial governments like like North Korea or the former Soviet Union or or you know China or what whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, communism as an idea is pretty sweet, mm-hmm. um, and you can you can look to the Bible and see like the early Christian church. I've I've heard this argument a lot. The early Christian church, they were a bunch of communists. So Jesus was a communist. Well, and now now we get into the question <laughs> <Well>. here. <laughs> Why doesn't communism work historically? I can tell you. If you look at if you look at at every institution where communism has been tried, which is really just a an extreme it's a totalitarian form of socialism. Mm-hmm. Cuz even in socialism you have like a social democracy, it's always this balancing of of um individual rights and the goods of the people. They're just higher on mm-hmm. taking the goods of the people. Like every, every democracy that you can think of in Europe is a social democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they give you more stuff, but they take from you more stuff mm-hmm. to spread it around. Communism, they take all your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fascism, they take all your freedom. Yeah. Um, but they're, it's, it's all what the government is going to do for you. Mm-hmm. And the more that you give to the government to do for you, the more liberties you're giving up. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jesus was a libertarian. So, so when you think about this and you think about communism, it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Why has it never worked? Why, why do you, does it seem to be like there's this common uh, outpouring of, of misery? Like we're all equally miserable and a loaf of bread costs 20 bucks. Because we are a fallen people, and when you put people in front of these, bingo, we are. You, you let people, you let people handle it, and eventually, it's going to crumble. Yeah, my grandfather was a janitor at a church, and Grandpa had this great saying. He would say, "I love the church. The church is a great place. The church is a wonderful place. If it wasn't for all those people, because in church we recognize that we're all sinners." Yeah. In politics, no one wants to admit that they're a sinner. Right. And sinners run human institutions, and so it's going to be imperfect. Mm-hmm. Was Jesus a communist? No. Was Jesus a libertarian? No. Was he a socialist? He was not a socialist. Democrat. He was not a Democrat. Republican. He's not a Republican. Yeah. Part of the Constitutional what? Party? <laughs> Green Party. Green Party. Yeah. Green party. <laughs> Independent. <laughs> Jesus wasn't any of those things. Um if you really want to get technical, um, I guess you could say Jesus was a was a monarchist, or or what would you call someone who's into royalty? Well, Jesus, uh, Jesus is Jesus is a king. How's he, that? Well, and and I'd go a step further to say Jesus is the king, the, the king. That's a, yes. And the thing about Jesus being king, and the word in Greek is is monarchia. That's where we get the word monarch. Mm-hmm. In Greek, it literally means the rule of one. 
right? Mm -hmm. But the difference about Jesus as compared to everybody else is monarchies are great. Communism is great. Mm -hmm. Socialism is great if the one who's running it is perfect. Mm -hmm. If they're not, you get like King Saul, right? Yeah, right, King Saul. That's what we <laughs> talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think I think uh, George W. Bush, you can find this. Uh, I don't have it in front of me right now, but he uh, there was a quote from him saying, uh, a dictatorship would be a lot easier as long as I was the dictator. Exactly. It, it, it's kind of like the phrase that I like to say when I get frustrated with stuff. Well, it'll all be better once I'm Pope. <laughs> you know, it's it's... Jesus is the king of the universe, and when he ushers in his worldly kingdom, because we're not there yet, we're, we live in this time of, of what's known as two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the mm. kingdom of man, and the kingdom of man is broken. Mm -hmm. God's kingdom has it already reigns. I mean, Jesus already sits on the throne, but it's not revealed to us yet by sight. Right. When Jesus comes again, the end of all things, we will see all of creation will see because the old will, will be completely passed away mm -hmm. and the new heaven, the new earth will begin with the king in our midst mm -hmm. and then it will be perfect. And you know what won't be there? Politics right. or political theory mm -hmm. because what will remain is a perfect relationship. Because when you think about, I mean, it, it's all about relational. How do we interact with each other? And often it becomes an issue about power. Mm -hmm. um, that's why, you know, politicians have such a low, <laughs> uh, approval rating. You know, you might like your politician, mm -hmm. but politicians in general, I think Congress has a lower approval rating than, than anybody. Yeah. Um, Jesus is not playing that game. Right. He's playing a bigger game and we don't like it because he's the one in charge. Yeah. So uh, in that sense, I can't really be, Jesus can't really be a libertarian because he's not laissez-faire toward me. Mm -hmm. He actually cares what I do. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, at the same time, Jesus can't be a socialist mm -hmm. because it's not about taking from everyone. Right. It's about giving of the heart. It's about giving to everyone. Yeah. And the thing about like, okay, the thing that Jesus taught about like, if you think if the principle of, of communism is a is a or, or socialism is a political government to impose good things like taking care of your neighbor, but if it's imposed on you, it's not what Jesus does. It's actually a violation of "you shall not steal." Right. The seventh commandment. Right. So Jesus doesn't say the government should take care of your neighbor. He looks at you and me and he says, "You take care of your neighbor." You do it. That's why I put you there. Right. Because he's creating relationship, not a political yes. structure. And this is where it can get confusing for people or where they can sort of use it as a, as a sword, so to speak, is, well, Jesus said that you're supposed to give to your neighbor. So that's a, yeah, that's, so he's a socialist. Well, <laughs> wait a minute now. He didn't say that you're supposed to take it from me and give it to my neighbor. Right. So he's a libertarian. Right. Right. You know, so, <laughs> so but no, <laughs> none of that. No, none, none of the of above. That. None of that. It, you, it, you can't put political worldviews on Jesus. If you really want to get down to semantics, uh, Jesus is the king, mm -hmm. which means if it's any political view, it's a monarchy, but it's the monarchy that he has established, which means he's king of kings and Lord of lords. Mm -hmm. And we have to be under that. In right. fact, it's it's 
in a right relationship with God to be obedient to what God calls and says. Um, so yeah, uh, Jesus is an imperialist. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, you brought up you brought up something a little bit ago. Uh, you probably know the name of it right off the the top of your head. But Martin Luther wrote about uh, it was called the Doctrine of the Two Kingdoms. Yes, Mar- the Martin Doctrine Luther, of the Two Kingdoms. Yeah, Martin Luther wrote about that and how they intersect. And it's, yeah. I mean, and what you can't do is say, okay, well, the kingdom on the right, God's kingdom, is the church, and the kingdom on the left is the government. Because that's that's a complete misreading of what Luther was saying. Right. It, it's nothing like that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worldly kingdom or the kingdom on the left is what we see, mm-hmm. and God's hand is in the midst of that, but God's hand is hidden, so to speak. Right. And so, what does God ordain for us to see? Well, government, good government. Mm-hmm. Um, and when government is tyrannical. God's hand can be in the midst of that too, overturning bad government. What's great about the American experiment, we have a peaceful revolution every two years. Mm -hmm. Um, We elect and we elect new representatives who are there to look out for the benefit of the individual citizens. I mean, that's that's the principle of democracy. Mm -hmm. Um, That is a great way to exercise um, peace in the midst of conflict Mm -hmm. and force, which is what happens in a government. If you're a dictator, well, you get 100% of the vote (laughs) because no one's allowed to vote and no one's allowed to cast you out. You have ultimate power. Yeah. Uh, One name on the ballot. Well, and that's what you see in communism Mm -hmm. as a structure and in, in, you know, to a lesser degree in, in socialism, but you know, it's, it's semantics once you get into the social realm right? as to how much democracy disappears as compared to socialism taking its place. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Luther spoke about that God creates order and authority in order to restrain evil and protect life. Um, and that's the, that's the messiness of, of the human existence and civilization God's kingdom is not, um, that's, that's the kingdom of the world. The kingdom of God is already and not yet. It's, it's moving in. Mm-hmm. It's establishing itself. And right now, it's, it's, we live in this time of the Holy Spirit where God has chosen to remain hidden in his word mm-hmm. rather than in a physical presence. And this is God turning sinners into saints through faith restoring humanity, redeeming humanity individually, person by person, mm-hmm. rather than a whole group. Right. Right? Yeah. So there's a libertarian spin. Uh, so Jesus was libertarian. God is interested <laughs> in the individual, not the collective. <laughs> yeah. But God is interested in the collective, the whole world, through the individual. Yeah. So. It's an interesting conversation. Yeah. It's it's, it's fun. Um, there's a, I, I just want to read one little part of another article that I found as I was looking looking for this. It's by a guy named Bill Flax. I don't know who Bill Flax is. Um, but it Did was, he create the flaxseed? Is that his? That's what I'm about to wonder. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Or did he create the bill? Which bill did he create? Yeah. Bill mm. Boards. <laughs> bill Boards. <laughs> no, it's Bill, bill Flax. Oh. Bill Flax. <laughs> bill Flax. Anyway, this was in Forbes uh, in 2012. Uh, January of 2012, was Jesus a socialist, capitalist, or something else? 
So I read this earlier, and and it was interesting because the last uh, two paragraphs here, uh, Jesus was, and DJ, you've said this many times, as C.S. Lewis posited, a lunatic, a liar, or Lord. Mm-hmm. Those thinking the former, Lord, should stop citing him for pet secular purposes. If acknowledging his divinity, don't diminish it by uh, by remaking his mission into yours. I'm a capitalist, and you might be socialists. Christians can be both, but Christ was neither. He was the author and finisher of faith. Yeah. I like uh, the way you put it um, earlier. Maybe you've said it on the podcast already, but uh, we're so busy trying. We want Jesus to be on our team, but really... Yeah. We need to be on his team. Right. Yeah. Instead of instead of recruiting him onto your team, <laughs> why don't you just join his? You know, what's interesting too is that where when Jesus breaks in, it kind of changes all the rules. Like, it, it, you know, this is full disclosure. I don't mean to offend anyone, but I consider myself politically a, a classical liberal. Um, it's more close to the way liberalism was in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh which the closest in the United States would be libertarian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, libertarian used to be synonymous with liberal. Liberal has come to be synonymous with progressive on the left, and conservative has become more synonymous with libertarian on the right. Okay. Um, this is this is what I personally think. I'm all for maximum liberty, minimum government security. Mm-hmm. I think we need to have government. We need to have functional. Government, I think, in my personal opinion, is lean government is better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for me, right? And that's that's what I want for you. Like, if you're Muslim, good on you. Um, but because I'm a libertarian, you do you, and I'll do me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you deserve all the same rights that I do. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to impose my morality on you. However. My libertarianism has a an endpoint, and it's when my neighbor needs my service. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's where Christianity, you know, overtakes my liber, libertarianism. Like I'm all for you know what you do is your business; it's not my business. Kind of the um, don't tread on me or mm-hmm. mind your own business or whatever. <laughs> yep. But when my neighbor is suffering. That's where I am to act. I don't think it's the government's job to act. Mm-hmm. It's my job to act. And, um, you know, the church, and this is why we have so many different denominations, is not because we disagree on the main stuff. It's that often we disagree on other things that can affect how we view the main stuff, how we view Jesus or how we view love for neighbor or how we view the authority of the Bible. Does the Bible have an authority? Mm-hmm. Um that's where that's where I'm limited. My my libertarian political viewpoint is limited by um, my Christian vocation, where Christianity trumps it. But politically, I think it's wrong to say, well, everyone has to become Christian by fiat, uh-huh. by law. I would disagree with that, because I think the job of of expanding the kingdom is not through government intervention, but it's through the proclamation of the gospel. So you're more about advocating what you're for rather than what you're against. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm a I'm a libertarian too mm-hmm. because and and want a libertarian style government because it gives me the freedom to express what I believe. Like you know, we have a president, right? And every every political cycle we'll hear something like 
uh, you know, is Joe Biden a good Christian? Mm-hmm. Is Donald Trump a good Christian? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this person even a Christian? You know, right. I don't necessarily want a Christian in the White House. I want someone who's going to enshrine my right to be a Christian mm-hmm. in the White House. And that's a that's a difference. I mean, it's a, it's not a it's a it's a it's a pretty subtle but clear distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm not I didn't make this out of whole cloth. I stole this from Martin Luther. Yeah. Who said very clearly, I'd much have a, have a capable Turk as a ruler who engages in good government for the sake of the people than an inept Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, it's the same thing. Our leaders should be protecting our liberties. And that's a libertarian viewpoint mm-hmm. over and against the socialist viewpoint, which would say the government should take care of our needs. Mm-hmm. And there are people that are there too. The beauty yeah. about the United States is that because we are a libertarian um, starting point, country we can have diverse views on that and no one gets hurt hopefully right you you have you know uh, when you have like riots and insurrections that's that's contrary to that that's where Mm -hmm. the government should step in right um but to be able to share ideas and to say i think communism is a great idea um and i want to advocate for it well because you live in a libertarian viewpoint starting point country, mm-hmm. a republic, you can have those views mm-hmm. and share them. And the way to exercise them is in the market of ideas, which is a very libertarian idea itself, that we can have multiple ideas. In socialist countries, you don't get to have diversity of opinion. Mm-hmm. In communist countries, you don't get to have diversity of opinion. It's yeah. this, <laughs> this is the opinion. And either you're on board or you <laughs> zip your lip. Yeah. You know your role and you shut your mouth. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so the rock was a communist. <laughs> I, I put him kind of in the dictator <laughs> camp, actually. Don't sue me, Dwayne. <laughs> Do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a fun conversation to have. But it, it, at the end of the day, if you if you read the Bible as a whole, you can't you can't paint Jesus into that box. Right. So. It just doesn't work. No. He, 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 whatever whatever try, kind of box you try to put God in is really in, 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 an, in an attempt to control God. Mm-hmm. And he always seems to find a way out. Yeah. yeah. So Houdini. So Jesus was Houdini. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like you said before, um, you know, C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis in, in, in the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe has this great line at the end where Lucy, the hero is speaking to Mr. Tumnus and says, uh, where is he he going? Where is um, Aslan going? The embodiment of Jesus in that book. And Mr. Tumnus says, well, you don't expect him to be in a cage, do you? He's a wild lion. Mm-hmm. And that's scary, but he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's God. God's not going to get put in a box. Jesus is not going to be put in a box. Right. Outside of, uh, uh, he's the boss. Uh, (laughs) and it's a good thing that he is because he's the only one who is actually perfect, um, to take, to take care of our needs. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about him. (laughs) Right. Cool. That that was fun. Mm -hmm. 
Michael, how was that for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of these go off? Oh, I haven't. I have that's have I heard bulb. that one that's before? The, that's oh, the I don't light think we bulb. Heard that one. I don't yeah. know if I've heard that one before. No, that's a light bulb. Hmm. Or maybe you heard this. Have you tried like that? Have you tried all of those? Well, yeah, in private, just on your own, on your own <laughs> yeah. time. On my own time. <laughs> DJ, this, this is my favorite one. office. <laughs> I just think it's fun. <laughs> wah 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 wah. Uh, now you know what goes on Monday through Saturday. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Just practicing, just <laughs> practicing. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Sarah, what'd you think? Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. Anything else? Anybody have anything else? Well, I'm just curious if there's a rebuttal from anyone at the table. I mean, I said a whole lot of stuff and I'm um, waiting for a point counterpoint. Uh, we uh, might have that later on if once Pastor Cross hears this message. He might oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like, true. Straight. Sunday morning. Like I can agree with the idea because like going on to like, social media especially like facebook nowadays it's it's kind of tough um or even like a couple years ago when the or was it how long ago was the election it was last year in november um we uh uh, it's hard to think about that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. it was like a long time ago the the biden presidency has been a hundred days at this point yeah so So hard to think really (laughs) then it was the it was the era of trump for four years before that covid is covid is Sent us in a exactly. Time yep, it is slowed time. Yeah, feels like anyway. Yeah. Weird, but no. Like during those times, like going on to like Facebook or any social media, just having to deal with like people's like agendas. It's it's a lot to handle, yeah. and especially getting closer and closer to the election, it was dang near insufferable. <laughs> well, yeah, and I I think people have really discovered um, the the downside of social media over it the last. Is. Over the last four or five years, I mean, I, there's been studies put out about how it affects kids, and if it's if you're going on social media and you're you're going away feeling miserable, or feeling like you need to pick a fight through a keyboard, that those are telltale signs that this is not good. Maybe it's time to get off of social. It's media. time to mm-hmm. step away. You can step away for a year. You go back on. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same. It's like so, watching days of our lives. You won't, you won't miss it. Yeah. You won't miss it. Yeah. You won't, you won't see the second rate Dukes of Hazard boys. It'll be the same, <laughs> the same Dukes, <laughs> the same Dukes every time. But uh, like when you go on or like going on, you see someone's like, Oh, if you believe in this unfriend me now, it's like, well, I believe that yeah. I'm not going to unfriend you. Yeah. You, because I, I like to see people for what they do rather than what they believe in, like politically. Yeah. Like what you believe in your work and how you do it, I, I much prefer that. Yeah. Because there are people that I, I, I totally disagree with what they believe in or I totally do agree in what they believe in. And like their work is great. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and what you're, what you're advocating or at least what you're saying I, what I see is a big ministry opportunity to share the love of Jesus, to make a personal decision that if you're going to be going on social media, you are not going to get wrapped up in anger, but you're going to spread love. My brother has the best answer for Facebook. He says, all I do is give locations of golf courses that I go to. <laughs> and I say, happy birthday. Whenever a birthday comes up, that's my entire engagement with social media. I'm like, you know what? That's pretty good stuff. You just positivity. Probably uh, not a bad thing. I like to share things that are going on at home and on mine. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, can I tell the story about Bruce? 
Mm-hmm. Can you tell the story about Bruce Buffer? Tell I don't know if people, if, if people know who Bruce Buffer is. He's the guy that uh, uh, he is the ring announcer for UFC. And his tagline is to get on there and go, it's time! <laughs> like that. I mean, obviously, yep. I can't do it justice. Sure. But anyway, uh, I shared this morning that yesterday... I found a compilation of Bruce saying it's time over and over and over and over and over again. And when it's time to leave the house in the morning, if the kids aren't ready when it's time, (laughs) Bruce lets them know it's time (laughs) until we go out the door. But those are the things I like to share on social media. Well, and let's let's be funny. And that's, that's fun. That's not, that's not, if you don't agree with my worldview, then you're dead to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's to me, that's just, that doesn't give life. That doesn't build me up. And if I was hearing that or expressing that, I think I would feel worse Mm -hmm. by the time I was done than better. Yeah. Right. Yep. For sure. So So. cool. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Yeah. All right. Sarah, Sarah, you want to, you got anything? No, I think everything for me always just goes back to it's, really hard as humans to hear that we're the problem so like <laughs> we're not perfect it's, so. it's literally like life gets a lot easier once you can just repeat like the line of well yeah the world would be perfect and things would be great if we would just like god be in control but we're the ones messing it up right mm-hmm. it's a very negative thing to say but it's the truth and yeah. it's it's one of those aha moments too mm-hmm. it's like oh that just makes everything really yeah simple yeah but yeah you're right so. once you get into that it's like that just gets easier that's why we need the king not a king we need the The king King. yep capital t-h-e yep all caps (laughs) (laughs) cool that was fun so uh sarah your price out of here ryan what (laughs) listen coy you were gone last week i was on vacation (laughs) yeah in arizona yep Uh, i can pray us out here okay Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to gather and to discuss. And Lord, we thank you that you are not a libertarian, a socialist, a communist, a dictator, none of the above, but you are the one true king that is in control. And while right now we can't always see what you have planned for us, we know that you have a plan and that you are guiding us always. And we thank you for that. And Lord, I I hope that whoever is listening to this podcast today knows that, knows your love, and that they're able to share that with others. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, All Ryan, right. do you mind if I do the the outro? Ooh, <laughs> oh, this, <laughs> did you approve of this? I, <laughs> Look at the time. <laughs> well, we'll try it. But for, my, for Michael, those asking, I'm, I'm washing my hands yeah, of this whole right. thing. Yeah. All right. My, Let's hear it. All right. My, this could be make or break for you here, <laughs> Michael. Right. Well, from all of us here at Atonement and uh, from Ryan... <laughs> Take it away, Ryan. <laughs> Good try, Michael. Uh, all right. Well, so anybody uh, looking for a place to worship this weekend, you can always check us out at atonement.live or atonementfargo.org or go on YouTube uh, and search Atonement Fargo. You can find all of our old uh, uh, messages and broadcasts and, and podcasts. And uh, so you can check us out there. So for Sarah DeYoung, Pastor DJ Lura, and Michael McClellan, My name is Ryan Janke. Join us next time for another riveting episode of That Podcast.